0: Welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story, sharing real stories of the joys and challenges of adoption. Now, here's the host of Adoption Now, April Fallon.
1: Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I'm your host, April Fallon. I am an adoptive mother of four, and on this show, we tell real adoption stories of the joy and challenges of of what people go through growing their family through adoption. You can find all of our podcasts at adoption-now.com or on iTunes under Adoption Now. Today our topic is how to support your family as they're going through an adoption. Today I have my husband on. Hi, Noah. Hi. And I also have my own mother here, Mary. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Are you excited? This is your big debut.
2: <laughs> yeah, so excited. <laughs>
1: Okay, so Noah and I have been through seven placements, but we've only finalized on four. So our families have been through those journeys as well, and we have learned a lot. Sometimes parents or relatives, they don't know what to say to a family member going through an adoption. They don't know how to be supportive. They want to support them. It's not that they're trying to be mean, but often through that process, they say hurtful things. And so today my mom is going to speak to that and tell us what she has learned through this. So let's just talk about the very beginning when we had finished our home study in 2010 and the agency told us we'd be waiting two to three years. So Noah and I planned a a camping trip and we were excited to travel for a couple of years while we waited for a baby. Yep. So I was talking to you on same time on the computer. Remember same time? Yeah, I do. And I was telling you about, okay, so we're gonna wait and we're going on this camping trip. And all of a sudden my phone rings. And I remember sending you the message and saying, Hold on, my agency's calling. And it was this long pause, right? Yes. And the next thing I send is, There's a baby in the hospital.
2: (laughs) Yes. You're like, What? It was it was pretty surprising how like because you hadn't planned on, you know, you had planned on a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, boom.
1: So the next time you see me, I have a baby. Right. And that happens a lot with adoption is you don't get the nine months to prepare. And you think about that as adoptive parents. But when you think about then your parents experiencing that one day they see their child, you know, happily married or whatever your journey is, you know, single and having no children. And all of a sudden, you're on your way to the hospital. You're getting a baby right there. So it takes a little bit of time, not only for the adoptive parents, but also for the extended family to kind of embrace everything. That was our first experience. What was that like? Well,
2: it was, it was so fast that it, it just really, it took a little bit just to get used to it, but it, it was pretty cool. I thought, cause it, you know, it just happened so fast and I knew that I knew that God was in it because just how everything fell into place. So I I thought it was great. I had a lot of peace. I never was surprised, yes, but I was never like, oh, no. I just thought it was so God. Did you
1: think you would struggle to love a child that was not my birth child?
2: I don't think so. Not First time you laid eyes on them, you couldn't help but love them. So it was just like instant love. So, no, I don't think I struggled with that at
1: all. Sometimes parents say that. We've had calls from people who say, my dad said to me, I don't know if I can love a child that's not your biological child. And I also don't know if I can love a child that's of a different race.
0: Yes. I think that was the well, one of the biggest blessings that we experienced from both sides of the family is the support that we got immediately from you and from my side of the family where they just said, here's what we have And we're in this with you. We're behind you. This is your son. This is your daughter.
1: Okay. So that was a little bit traumatic because, you know, it was a stork drop. And some people don't like that term hospital drop. He was in the hospital. That means paperwork was signed. We brought him home. He had medical issues, but only for about two weeks. And by six months, they said he doesn't have the medical condition. We thought he had, and he's going to be a healthy baby boy. We finalized and we thought, you know, adoption is pretty easy. (laughs) We want to keep growing our family this way. And so we said yes to a foster care situation, an older baby, a nine-month-old baby. We brought him home, realized he was sick, took him to the hospital. Now, birth mom had already signed the paperwork. We took him to the hospital. They discovered that he was being abused. And she found out we were there. She drove to the hospital. It all blew up. She started threatening us. And so she did not get the child, but they did not pursue the adoption so they did not allow us to adopt and they did not allow us to foster him either because she was so livid and and aggressive and so they put him in another foster care situation he ended up staying in the foster care system for four years i mean it's kind of a sad story but that to me was the first time i was thinking this is going to be really really hard and it was the first time i was grieving a loss of a baby what was that like mom
2: well that that was hard it, for me i was concerned just because of the mother's <clears throat> uh, threats and and it's not like it was a completely anonymous no relationship kind of thing she would know how to find you and um the threats scared me so i think i had a lot of a lot more peace after the baby went with that adopt that uh, not adoptive mother, the, um, foster mom. foster mom, because she also was equipped to take care of him uh, with his needs. She didn't have any other children and, and I just felt much more peace just cause I was so concerned over the threats.
1: So birth mom situations can vary. Some people have amazing stories where the birth mom is loving. It's hard for her to place, but they stay in an open adoption and they have a very healthy relationship our journey does not have that necessarily. We've had moments and we do have open adoptions, but they have very strong boundaries. They don't know where we live. We don't have birth mothers coming to our, our birthday parties. So we don't have that experience. Although I support that experience and I, I wanted that. We had to go with what situations were presented to us. So I just want to say that as like a little caveat is that these birth mothers that you're hearing about, um, you know, they're coming from severe abuse and they can be abusive to you. They don't know how to treat people and anything can make them flip. So once we got through that situation with that foster care whole thing, when we were subpoenaed to court, I mean, it was a nightmare. And we were also grieving with AJ because we had brought this baby home and said, here's your brother. And then he's crying. And so it was a whole process for us. We finally got matched to Lily, Lily's birth parents were in Florida and that was wild.
0: That was intense. It was an experience that we never thought would ever happen to us.
1: And here I am dragging my mom through it as well. You're dragging your parents yes. through it and we're telling them, I think there's drugs involved. Wait a second. The lawyer's stealing money from us. Wait, she's sick. Wait, we, we might not get the baby. And you know, with AJ, we had people say to us, you don't have to adopt him. And I remember thinking that was really hurtful to say, You know, I was in my Bible study groups or you're in your group of friends and you're telling them the story and they're saying, well, you don't have to be in it. Let me just tell you, that is not good advice. If somebody is going through a hard time, they're in it and they're in it to win it. And they can't just walk away and they know they have the choice. They don't have to adopt the baby. They never had to do this, but here they are. They're in the situation. The best thing you can say to them is we support you. I'm so sorry you're going through that. We support you. And I remember you—you you said that, Mom. You were just in it. I'm so sorry that all this is happening. But with Lily, it was really, really hard. Yes, it was. And I had just had a litter of puppies. I decided I was going to—I oh, yes. was going to be a dog breeder and <laughs> and start having puppies. And they were miniature dachshunds. And so it was—we had delivered our first set of puppies, and all of a sudden I had to leave them. And go out to the unknown. We were going to fly out. We were going to take AJ. And we didn't know what those birth parents were going to do. And we didn't know how dangerous it was going to get because of their drug abuse. And at that point, some of the things that people said to us were, do you have peace about it? Don't do it if you don't have peace. I just want to say that's not necessarily true in adoption. I did not have peace the entire time because this is a battle. Oftentimes we're going into a situation where we are fighting for that child. We are trying to change the destiny for that child. We are going into abuse. We are going into the foster care system. We are stepping in the middle to fight for this child. And it can feel like I'm saying a battleground and you don't feel peace. Sometimes you do. I'm not saying that you never do, but I'm telling you in this situation, I did not. And I remember mom, that was really hard for you. You know, because most of the time you can say that if you don't have peace, don't follow it. And I said, I don't know what to do. I don't have peace. Should we just say no? And Noah said, no, let's just do the next thing. Let's do the next right thing. Taking it day by day, sometimes minute by minute was all we had.
0: Asking God for a sign.
1: Asking God for a sign, which he sent us. Asking God at that point. This was the first time you and I said, we need prayer warriors.
0: Yes. Big time.
1: We need strength. And I remember going to you, Mom, and saying, tell all of your people at church. Right. Anybody that you can. We need prayer warriors. We need strength. We right. we want peace. We're not getting it. So let's go to the next best thing. Let's let's <laughs> pray to overcome. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't even know if that means we're getting the baby. I don't know what this, this means. Was that hard?
2: Oh, yes. It was hard. But, you know, as, as the parent... Really, we're watching these kids. Well, you guys aren't kids, but to me, you're adult kids. kids yeah. Yeah. Um, go through this. And prayer really is the only real thing that you have. It's you just pray and pray and ask God's will to be done, whatever it is. You don't want to give advice because you don't really know what God is doing. So you just. Pray. And so having my friends pray and I have a, a group of friends that I do pray with and I have one that I pray with a couple times a week. And so we just prayed and prayed and prayed and it. And I don't think I always had peace after I pray, but it, I just knew that he, it was in his hands.
1: And you always laughed with me and you always cried with me. Yeah. You know, because you you couldn't fix it. No, that must have been hard. It is hard. No it amount hard. of money can fix it. Oftentimes, no amount of lawyers that you know i mean sometimes you just get to a place where you can't fix it and you really have to trust god we have to take a break you're listening to adoption now we'll be right back
2: This is Denver's all-new 94.7 FM, The Word.
1: I have died every day waiting for you.
2: Hi, this
0: is Noah, April's husband. Thank you for tuning in to Adoption Now. Adoption Now is a nonprofit helping families connect to adoption through storytelling. Mm -hmm. Do you have an adoption story you would like to share? We invite you to be a part of the Adoption Now community by telling your story on our show. Come tell us about the joy and challenges you've experienced in the adoption process. Go to adoption-now.com for more information. By sharing what you have learned, we can inspire others.
1: to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. Today we're talking to my husband, Noah, and my mom, Mary. And we're really talking about an important issue, topic. It is the topic of how to support another family going through adoption, whether you're the parents of adult children trying to adopt, or you're a relative or you're a close friend. Oftentimes people don't know what to say, especially when it gets really messy, really ugly. Maybe they're getting the baby. Maybe they're not getting the baby and you just want to say the right thing. The best thing to do is support them, laugh with them, cry with them. And number one, pray for them and let the Holy spirit lead and guide how you pray and what they need, because sometimes they just need to be equipped to fight that battle and to be told you said yes to something really hard, but you can do it. If there's anybody in the world, it's you, you can do it. That alone helped us so much. So we've covered the first three adoptions that we went through. We did adopt AJ and he's healthy. We tried to adopt from the foster care system. That one fell through. Then we did private infant adoption with Lily and we got into the drug lawyer chaos world. We did make it out. I mean, it was a radical, Radical time, but the one that changed me probably the most because God was in it. I mean, it was fierce. And there were times where we just thought there's no way we're getting this baby. We're out in Florida. We're stranded. We're alone. We're broke. And we put everything into this child and she's going to detox. She's been exposed to things that we would never put in a baby system. I mean, there were a lot of things that we felt like were unfair. And yet God was in it and in the midst. And she is a healthy She's a healthy little girl. She was a healthy baby after six months, after all we went through. But God really did huge, huge things. And that was cool too, mom, is even though we struggled together and you were supporting us and praying for us, you also got to be a part of the victory.
2: Right. Right. Because I remember coming to Florida when she, you guys were, she was in the hospital and just looking at that beautiful baby and just getting to hold her for a little bit and just uh, falling in love. Now she's your baby. (laughs) (laughs) Miss
1: Lily is most like my mother and it's so funny because I I need my mom to help me with her because she is like her so I'll say what does she need right now what is she saying she's not as direct she gets um, nervous when she has to express herself and so my mom helps me figure that out and you're the one who potty trained her I could not do it (laughs) She, she would get so stressed out I'm like just go in the potty and she would not do it. And then my mom came in and in two days. She's potty trained. So, I mean, when you involve your parents and they can be in it to win it with you and they can go through the good and the bad, they can also be there to help raise your children, love your children. And they know what you went through to bring that baby home, that child home. It's really a special thing. Don't you think, Noah?
0: I do think it is. And I think that's one of the bonds that's been, got. it's gotten us through so many difficult times. Honestly, it really has. And that's something that has been, um, I would say, the most impactful piece of getting that support from family. Because there are times when you just look at, oh, my goodness, how in the world are we going to do this? And then mom comes in, mom <laughs> and dad come in, and they really, they, they, res- they rescue, they save the day.
1: Oh, I remember and your parents came down for Thanksgiving that we did not get to keep that baby from foster care. We were devastated, and they packed up Thanksgiving and brought it to yes. us. And I remember feeling like... Love. There was so much love in the room and support in the room, even though we had gone through a loss. And that can pull you through. Yep. Okay, so we get matched five months after Lily was born to another birth mother. Now, I know that you thought that was crazy. <laughs> I, I know that. And I felt it was crazy also. But the birth mother had been through a lot with another family. And she was very broken. And I felt like God was sending us to Florida to really connect with her, minister to her. It was more about her than it was about the baby. And she was very broken when we flew out there. It it was probably impossible that we could have taken that baby home. I mean, Lily was still detoxing. We had gone through so much. Financially, I don't know if we would have been able to swing it. But that trip out there, first of all, I remember you said, what about Christmas? (laughs) Should I come out for Christmas? I mean, the baby was due around Christmas. That can happen, too, where you... Are going to be gone for Christmas or you mess up your family's plans and you feel bad, I would just like to say, as a parent, just go with it. It's only one Christmas. It's only one Thanksgiving. It's only, you know, a little season. They already feel stressed enough trying to adopt this baby. And then if they feel like they're disappointing you because they're not going to be at Thanksgiving or things didn't go, or maybe you had a cruise or a family. I mean, it's always, the baby always comes when you plan something. But just saying, hey, no, no, it's fine. We can rearrange around this. That might not be your personality, but that's what your adult child needs. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Absolutely. If you can't be flexible, I think that can make it really difficult. There's already enough stress. There's already enough pressure as it is. And like you said, it always happens at the most inopportune time. It's just kind of how it works. But in that story where God had so many different signs for us, it may not have even been possible for us to take the child, but we knew that God had said, you've got to go out and there is a place that you have to be mm-hmm. in.
1: That- and it's inconvenient.
0: Yes. yes. But
1: you got to follow your heart and you have to trust that you've raised your adult children and you have to trust that they're following their hearts and that you've done a really good job as a parent and that they're on this journey and they will make it through. They'll figure it out. And so you're just there to guide and love them and right. support them. Isn't right. that true?
2: That is true. That is true. Cause you do have to let go. You have to let go and let them go after what they want and just pray and just know that God will give them what they need and, and just let pray. it go. Let it go. <laughs> let yeah. it go.
1: So, We did not get that baby in December. The birth father showed up and took the baby and it kind of all fell apart, which broke our hearts. It really did because we had ramped up. Okay, we're going to do this. And then there's no baby. And there's that emptiness that happens, you know, even though probably on the outside, people were looking in and saying, whew, that (laughs) was better this way. You don't feel that way as, as the parent, you feel very broken. So it took a little bit of time, but we got a call about an older child in Florida. He was adoptable. And been through severe abuse, although we never had him tested for anything mental, which we should have. We talked to our agency. They didn't love the idea because we were going to bump birth order um, and put him right in the middle of AJ and Lily. But we flew out there. We brought him home and he had severe rad. That was a very difficult season. And I remember really leaning on you, mom. I had broken my rib. Oh, that's right. I had gotten... He had bronchitis when he came to us. I got bronchitis. Then I got pneumonia. Then I coughed so hard that I snapped a rib. I was in the hospital. So I couldn't even really pick him up or pick up any of my children. Things were kind of out of control. And if you've had a child with reactive attachment disorder, you know the chaos that can come into your home. And you're scrambling and can't ever get ahead. And you can't get any kid to settle down. They're all... They're all scared and they're all fearful. The child that has... Trauma then often traumatizes your children. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying be prepared. And that's what was happening in our home. And I remember telling you, Mom, you were the one who really helped me through this because I remember telling you, I don't think we can keep them. The state is not going to help us. They, or our agency said we have to hire a different agency. This is just not working. And we went to so many different therapists and yes. we went all over asking for help. Our church, Our prayer groups, I mean, everyone was trying to help us, and the writing was on the wall. This child was not going to be with us forever. We were not going to finalize the adoption, and another family was going to fly out from North Carolina to get him, and it was an instant connection for them. They had the resources to help him, and it was about him. It was about the child. What was best for him was not our family. He was so scared, and there were. I had a six-month-old and a three-year-old. He was right in the middle of sharing their needs as well. And he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be taken care of alone. And I called you and I said, everybody thinks we're the worst. Remember that? Yes. You know, our family has felt like we failed our, some people in our church. No, not everybody felt like we gave up on this child. I feel like we gave up on this child and I loved him. And why would I be asked to go to Florida to get him, bring him home for someone else? That was, that's unfair. And yeah. you said to me, you you and Noah are the ones who saved his life. You right. are a part of his journey. Wasn't the end result for him to be with you forever, but you're a part of his journey. And you made me feel like there was purpose.
2: Yes, I felt there was purpose. I knew that you were the rescuer and then you gave him to the family that could help because that family would have never found him. So you, yeah, I was really proud of you guys for doing that. And as hard as it was for you, you did what was best for the child. And it was amazing. Hard story.
0: It was a really hard story still. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we know he's doing well. He attached, he healed. He's so smart. We get updates. So we kind of have an open adoption with them (laughs) and we get updates. So we kind of felt like what it was like to be a birth parent. And we grieved over that child. And lo and behold, we get this miraculous call from the mother who had changed her mind or the birth father who came to get that baby in December. Remember telling about that? She was pregnant again. And she said, this time, this is your baby. We were so broken. Remember I called you and I'm like, she's called me again. I can't go through that. I mean, this is becoming loss after loss. And now we were feeling like we had, you know, post traumatic stress disorder right. and like, <laughs> we have these two little kids and maybe we should just be thankful for these two little kids. Yep. These ones that we have, let's just focus on, on them.
0: I thought it was done. I thought it was over and we had two and that was good. We were ready to go. No more, no more kids.
1: So we said to her, if you're really serious, we're going to send you some paperwork that the birth father needs to sign now. So he doesn't show up in the hospital again in Florida. You can do that. So she signed all of her paperwork. She called us two weeks before she delivered and told us she was having a C-section when to be out. So I said, you know what? Let's, Let's take a gamble. Hey, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) I called you and you're like, like, are you sure? I remember you saying, are you sure? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I'm in it to win it. And here's this opportunity and I can't say no. And so we flew out and adopted Olivia. Uh And when she was born, they went to hand the baby to the birth mother. And she said, oh no, I'm not the mom. And they handed her to me Mm -hmm. and she was four pounds.
0: She's a little
1: tiny, so tiny, perfect baby. And that was wonderful. I mean, we named her Olivia because it, it means peace. And, and then we get another call about Malia. And that was a hard one for you because was, it was, that it was, was the hardest
2: one for me. Yes. Why is that? Because that birth mother had you going in every direction and just, she played games with you and she, and it was, and watching your child go through that and you were so hurt and it was, and, oh, it was so hard. So that I was so upset that this mother would be treating you that way that I kind of told you, just, just drop it. Don't do it, which wasn't good advice, but, um, and then you said, you know, we have to. And so I just then again prayed and just asked God's will to be done and just let it go and watched you suffer. That was the hardest for me. That was the hardest one because that mother just, Had you all over the place.
1: But we got her. You got her. And now our family's complete. (laughs) Yes. And our relationship is so much stronger. And you've gone on an adoption journey. And so you can help other families. Right. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Mom.
2: You're so welcome, honey.
1: Thank you, Noah.
2: It was great being here.
1: It's so great to reminisce. And you know, I talk about our stories a lot. They're all on adoption dash now.com, the full stories, but I think it's important to tell a story so that people can understand what people go through and you can just be loving and compassionate and supportive and focus on the child and focus on the journey that God is putting you through and, and guiding you through. So thank you for joining us. Tune in next week. Don't forget to like adoption now on Facebook. Remember all of our podcasts are available on iTunes, I'm April Fallon. See you next week.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Adoption Now. If you'd like to tell your story or for more information about Adoption Now, visit the website at adoption-now.com. You can also find them on Facebook or Instagram. Join us next week as we bring you another adoption story.